Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Here's how this podcast works. Each week we begin with about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parsha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. You'll either hear me, or you'll hear me in conversation with a Jewish thought leader. After that, if you want to stick around, we often continue with a bonus interview where we talk about all things Jewish. Welcome, everyone. The Parsha this week is Vayigash, which tells the story, the very emotional story, of Joseph reuniting with and forgiving his brothers. Here's my truth. I'm running a little ragged this week. I entered a PhD program this fall, and I've got a big paper due this week. So I'm very pleased to share with you an encore presentation of my 2020 podcast on this Parsha. Now, I will say I was getting a little sound effect happy around this time last year. have some regrets about that, but I'll stand by the content. It's about forgiveness. One more quick note, which is we haven't had any interview episodes for a little while now, partly because I've been so busy, but I have lined up some really interesting interviews over the coming weeks and months. So stay tuned for great conversations about Torah, about the weekly Parsha, and about Judaism in general. Now, here's my podcast from 2020 on Vayigash. It's called, What Does It Take to Forgive? Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us for 7-Minute Torah. This week, we reach the dramatic climax of the Joseph story. Two weeks ago, we met Joseph as a kid, the favorite son of his father, Jacob, who was despised by his brothers for lording over them. So they throw him in a pit and ship him off to slavery in Egypt. Last week's portion, we saw Joseph's meteoric rise from slave in jail to minister of finance and agriculture over all Egypt. And then his brothers showed up. After years and years and years, Joseph's brothers, the ones who sold him into slavery, have returned because Egypt is the only place that has any food. And Joseph just happens to be the guy who controls the distribution of that food. So Joseph's been messing with his brothers. He sends them home to get Benjamin, who's his full brother, the one he really wants to see. He keeps their brother Simon in jail to ensure that the others will come back. He alternates between lavishing good food and special treatment on them and accusing them of theft, either because he's trying to get revenge on them by scaring them or because he's feeling so conflicted that he doesn't know what to do. And finally, as the brothers are leaving, he plants a silver goblet in Benjamin's pack so that it appears that Benjamin has stolen from Egypt. Now, this is possibly a ploy so that Joseph can throw Benjamin in jail and keep him here in Egypt and while he sends the rest of the brothers back. But what happens next changes the shape of the whole story. And that's where this week's Torah portion begins. Vaigash elav Yehuda, Judah steps forward to plead for Benjamin. The crux of Judah's argument sounds something like, if we go home without Benjamin, our father will be so heartbroken that he dies. So please, great sir, and remember he doesn't know it's Joseph he's talking to, please, great sir, keep me as a slave instead of him. Now Joseph might have been planning to just send the brothers away and keep Benjamin, 
But if that was his plan, it changes here and now. Joseph is so overwhelmed emotionally by Judah's response, by his sense of responsibility for their father and for their brother, that he can no longer contain himself. He orders all his servants and guards to leave the room, and he reveals himself to his brothers right then and there. Ani Yosef, Haodavichai, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? It's an extraordinarily powerful moment in Torah, and it's a reminder that people can change. Relationships can be saved. Who's changed in this scenario? Well, in a sense, everybody. Judah shows by coming forward and arguing for Benjamin that he's matured, that he's changed, that he values family in a way that he didn't 20 years ago when he sold his brother into slavery. Joseph, by the same token, shows in this moment that he's ready to move on. He's ready to move past his anger and his resentment at his brothers for what they did to him, and that he wants them in his life. He wants to reconcile. He wants to save this relationship. So this parsha, Vaigash, is a powerful lesson about forgiveness, about what it takes to forgive. Have you ever been angry at somebody for something and thought to yourself, I just don't know if I can forget about this? Well, the parsha seems to have an answer to that. It says, don't think for a moment that Joseph has just forgotten about what his brothers did to him. How could he possibly? It was so grievous and it has had such a profound effect on his life. In fact, that's exactly the point that he makes next in the portion, where it says that Joseph calls his brothers forward and says to them, don't be distressed or reproach yourselves because you sold me here. It was to save life that God sent me ahead of you. In other words, over the last 20 years of nurturing resentment against his brothers, Joseph has also been nurturing a capacity to see the goodness to see the learnings in what they did to him. And he's come to realize that forgiving his brothers and cultivating a relationship with them doesn't necessarily mean forgetting about what they did. Rather, it means accepting them as the flawed individuals they are and understanding that we all grow and we all have to learn from the mistakes that we make. This is an incredibly relevant lesson because we all have relationships. And we've all hurt people and we've all been hurt by people and had to decide how do we move forward? How do we resolve these things and strengthen our relationships? Now, not all relationships are worth cultivating and it's up to us to decide which ones are and which ones are not. But the relationships that are worth having are worth having with real people, real, flawed, imperfect people who sometimes hurt us and who sometimes are hurt by us. Joseph is able to resolve this by understanding that goodness and learning can come from the hurt between people. And also that people can grow and change and regret past actions, and that even though we can't change the past, we can wish we could change the past, and we can also resolve to change things in the future. Joseph ultimately decides that having his brothers in his life is more important than punishing them for what they did. Forgiveness never involves the full erasure of the past, but it always involves the acceptance of the other person's flawed humanity. So as the Parsha ends, Joseph sees his father Jacob for the first time in decades, 
he throws his arms around him and he welcomes the entire family to come settle in Egypt where there is enough food. So 70 members of the family, Joseph's brothers and their spouses and all their children, come down and settle in Egypt. And the stage is now set for the next phase of our story. Because, as you may know, the Israelites in Egypt is the beginning of the other great foundational story of our people. And that's the story of the Exodus. So stay tuned, and we'll see you next week. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment. And please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.